Welcome to Espresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello, it's the Sunday Scaries of Espresso Crime, and today's episode is 13 of the world's most prolific serial killers based on confirmed numbers because some of these serial killers can exaggerate just a touch. I'm looking at Henry Lee Lucas there with his claim of 600 victims, which falsely closed so many cases. In reality, there were three confirmed. On this list of proven cases, we have a case of eating his father's heart, one that was arrested, escaped, and started to kill in an entirely different country, another serial killer that is wanted for murder, and more. You know the drill. Grab your coffee for the Sunday Scaries, and if you need a wreck, make it javicoffee.com with promo code Jamie. 5081. That's a yes to instant savings and no to instant coffee. Thank you, Javi Coffee, for the affiliate code, and thank you for supporting me and the show. Let's get right into this list. I am so excited for this episode. First on the list, Vera Rensky. She was a Romanian serial killer nicknamed the Black Widow. She killed from 1920 to 1930. She was convicted of killing 35 men through arsenic poisoning, though she confessed to killing 32. Some people believe that she is more of a Romanian folklore than an actual person. That's due to record keeping of schooling and documents, etc. It just wasn't as good as it was today. So that's 10 years of killing and convicted of 35 victims. It's kind of crazy to me that it wasn't that long ago. If you like, it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. And the fact that she was a proven serial killer and that it's just like, "Mm, was it real? Like, that's just crazy to me. Second on the list, Moses Sithole from South Africa was known as South Africa's Ten Buddy. He preyed on unemployed women, posing as a businessman with a work opportunity. There, he would lead them to an isolated place, assault, torture, and murder them. He was sentenced to over 2,400 years in prison with a non-parole period of 930 years. He did all of his killing from 1994 to 1995 with 38 proven victims. So one year only and 38 victims. Absolutely horrible. Third on the list is Ahmad Suraji from Indonesia. He was also known as the Black Magic Killer. His deceased father visited him in a dream in 1986 and commanded him to murder 70 women as part of a black magic ritual, according to the killer. From 1986 to 1997, he killed 42 females from 11 years old to 30 years old. The victims were strangled after being buried in the ground up to their waist as part of a ritual. He buried his victims in a sugarcane plantation near his home with their heads facing his house, which he believed would give him extra power. On April 30th, 1997, he was apprehended. The trial began on December 11th, 1997 with a 363-page charge against him. He maintained his innocence throughout. His three wives, all sisters, were also arrested for assisting in the murders and helping to hide the bodies. One of his wives was tried as his accomplice. He was sentenced to death by firing squad and executed on July 10th, 2008. Just a really, really sad but bizarre case. Fourth on the list is Gary Woodway. He's a serial killer from Washington and often known as the Green River Killer. He has been mentioned before on Crimes by State for Washington in one of the earlier episodes of the Green River Killer, which was more of a deep dive. 
I will put those episode numbers in the episode description if you would like to go back and listen. So on to why he's on this list. He targeted sex workers from Seattle from 1982 to 2000. When arrested, he confessed to 71 murders but was convicted of 49. He was sentenced to life without parole. So that's an 18-year crime span and convicted of 49 women. Really, really sad. Fifth on the list is in the Soviet Union. Andrea Chikatilo was a society serial killer who sexually assaulted, murdered, and mutilated at least 52 children and women between 1978 and 1990. He would befriend his victims at train stations or bus stops. Then he would lure them into wooden areas where he would rape and mutilate them with a knife. Sometimes he cut their eyes out or ate pieces of their bodies. All while doing this, though, he worked as a school teacher and then as a factory clerk. Police arrested him in 1984, but were unable to charge him at the time. DNA techniques could not determine that he had a rare condition where his blood type in his blood was different from other types of bodily fluids like semen. He was caught again in 1990 and confessed to 56 murders. At his trial, he behaved very bizarrely. He sang, he talked in gibberish, and he even exposed himself to the courtroom. In 1992, he was convicted, and in 1994, he was executed. Another pretty bizarre case, and I think just such a, like, an extra, like, the icing on the cake, and it's not a good cake here, is the fact that he was arrested, and they just couldn't prove with the DNA techniques at that time. Like, he got off so lucky there, but then ultimately he was, of course, convicted and executed. Six on the list, the U.S.'s most prolific serial killer Samuel Little. He was apprehended on September 5th, 2012 at the age of 72. He was convicted of killing three women, but later investigations linked him to 31 other murders. He has claimed to have killed 93 people total. However, the FBI has confirmed 60 murders, though the investigations remain ongoing. He died in prison on December 30th, 2020. So 60 proven murders, 35-year uh, spree and apprehended at the age of 72, seven years after his proven last murder and spending eight years in prison. That's just a wild one. We are nearly halfway through the list and let me tell you, this last half is going to take things up a notch as far as sinister and interesting goes. If that Javi coffee is getting cold though, you might need to treat yourself to a Stanley. My Stanley is like my emotional support water bottle, but it can go on the flip side as well and stay hot, hot, hot. They have so many drinkware options and you can save a little with my affiliate promo code at checkout at Stanley1913.com. That promo code is friend dash jgfd3mx so that is friend dash jgfd3mx i will put that in the episode description as well so let's get right in to number seven the list takes us to china yang Zhenghe was born in july 1968 in both 1988 and 1991 he was sentenced to labor camps for theft though things would seriously escalate. In 1996, he was sentenced to prison for attempted rape, and in 1999, he was released. From 1999 to 2003, at night, he would enter into victims' homes and kill them. They would usually be farmers, and there would be axes, hammers, and shovels that he would use to kill them, 
Each time, though, that he attacked, he would wear brand new clothes and large shoes. In 2003, he was detained after acting suspiciously during a routine police inspection of entertainment venues. He was questioned and there he confessed. He was executed on February 14, 2004 for the murder of 67 people. Eighth on the list is Pedro Rodriguez Filho of Brazil. At the age of 14, he shot the deputy mayor in front of City Hall for having fired his father, who was a school guard. He also shot the security guard there. He went on the run, and this is when he began robbing drug dens and killing drug traffickers. He joined a gang and then got into a relationship with a girl and was pregnant. However, she was murdered by a rival gang leader. He went on a revenge killing spree at a wedding. He killed the gang leader, six members of the gang, and 16 other gang members were shot, but they did survive. He also found out a man got his cousin pregnant, and he shot and killed him. Later, he found out that his father was in prison for murdering and dismembering his mother's uh, body with a machete. He visited his father in prison and killed him. He stabbed him 22 times. After the murder, he cut out his father's heart and bit a piece of it. From there, he continued to kill criminals. At 19, he was arrested for the first time, and that's when he spent most of his adult years in prison. While there, he killed 47 inmates. Due to limitations on how long people can stay in prison in Brazil, after serving 34 years, he was released. That was in 2007. On September 15, 2011, he was arrested and sentenced to eight years for rioting rioting he was released in 2018 he has confessed to killing more than 100 people however the total confirmed is 71 people killed there's a bit of like controversy surrounding this case he does have a youtube video where he talks more about it or a channel some people articles say there's like 300,000 subscribers i can't find anything of that significance like saying that he's like a vigilante killer because he mostly killed you know uh drug lords gang members and then real people who killed say children when they're in prison right a lot of those killings were done in prison as well so it's kind of like he's a serial killer but some people are looking at him more as a celebrity but it's just a really interesting case Ninth on the list, Daniel Camargo Barbosa of Colombia was first convicted of sexual assault on April 10th, 1964. This would be the first time he was convicted. He served the full eight-year sentence and then he was released. A year after his release, he was in Brazil with a fake identity. He was then arrested for being undocumented, but due to a delay in documentation from Colombia, he was deported and re released in Colombia under his fake name. Back in Colombia, he was arrested again, this time for rape and murder. He, is, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison in December 1977. After serving seven years in 1984, he escaped from prison in Colombia. This was in a boat. So he escaped from prison in a boat and he eventually arrived in Ecuador. It was about a month-long journey. Authorities believe that he died at sea at this time. This is such a crazy case. To me, the fact just that he escaped prison in a boat and ended up in a new country and that he didn't die at sea, crazy. After being in Ecuador for two weeks, he began assault and murder. Police believe that all of the deaths were from gangs, thinking a single person could never have killed so many. 
On February 25, 1986, shortly after killing a nine-year-old, police arrested him on the streets as he looked really suspicious. Upon being arrested, he calmly confessed to killing 72 girls in Ecuador since escaping from the Colombian prison. He was convicted in 1989 and sentenced to 16 years in prison. That's the maximum sentence available in Ecuador at the time. On November 13, 1994, at the age of 64, he was stabbed to death in prison. This was done by a nephew of one of the victims. 16 years seems so short, but that was, you know, limitations there in Ecuador at the time. Um, I'm going to deep dive this one and just do more of a background and timeline on him as I have just found this case to be so, so interesting. And that will be a Sunday Scaries in February for sure. Tenth on the list, Javad Iqbal of Pakistan was a child murderer and rapist. He murdered 100 homeless children by strangulation from 1998 to 1999. He covered up the murders by dissolving the bodies in acid, but was arrested after sending a letter to a newspaper. The judge sentenced him to be executed, but he died in custody. That was 100 proven victims in a year. Absolutely vile, and that's 100 children as well. Just awful. 11th on the list is Pedro Alonso Lopez. So he was eight when his mother kicked him out of their home for fondling his younger sister. He fled to Colombia's capital city. While there, he said he was abducted by a man and raped. A couple years later, at age 12, he was taken in by a U.S. family who were living in Colombia and was enrolled in a school for orphans. He ran away two years later, and a few years after that, he found himself in jail for car theft. While there, he said he was brutally gang-raped, and following that, while still in prison, he hunted them down and killed them. He was released from prison and moved to Peru, where he started murdering young girls. In the 1970s, he was caught by a tribe who intended to execute him. However, a missionary from the U.S. got involved and persuaded them to have the police involved instead. The police, however, released him rather quickly. From his release, he then returned to his home country, Colombia, and then later moved over to Ecuador. In 1980, Lopez was arrested when an attempted abduction failed and he was trapped by market traders. It was proven that there were 110 victims, though he confessed to an additional 240 in Peru and Colombia. He was sentenced to 16 years and in 1994 was released after serving 14 years. A couple years later, he was then re-arrested as an illegal immigrant and handed over to Colombian authorities where he was charged with a 20-year-old murder. He was declared insane and held in a psych wing for one year. In 1988, he was declared sane and released on a $50 bail that was subject to certain conditions. In 2002, he was wanted by police for murder, and since then, his whereabouts are unknown. If currently alive, he would be 54. So that's 110 proven victims over three countries. He's wanted by police, and his whereabouts are unknown. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Number 12 on the list is Luis Garveto. He's another Colombian serial killer, and he's sometimes called the Beast, and you'll see why. So he liked to dress up in a disguise. Sometimes that would be as a homeless person, a monk, or official from a charitable foundation. This was done so he could stalk children that were especially homeless and kind of gain their trust. Just really cruel and sick. After he talked to them, he would talk to them into going for a walk. And there, 
Once walking, he would sexually abuse them and then slit their throats. Police caught him, and in 2000, he was convicted and sentenced to prison for 40 years for rape and murder of 140 children between 1992 and 1999, though there is a proven 193 victims. After his conviction, he led authorities to the sites where he had buried several of the victims in exchange for a reduced sentence, but after a public outcry, a judge ruled in 2011 that the killer would not be released early. Last on the list, number 13, Harold Shipman of the UK. He was convicted of 15 murders, but it has been proven that he is responsible for the deaths of 218 patients from 1975 to 1998 as a doctor. He has been included on an episode prior in a more depth, and that's on Doctors That Kill, episode number 24. That wraps up today's episode. I found some of these cases to be really, really interesting, and I hope you did too. It was just a little bit different than the usual uh, cases sometimes. Just a different layer we've explored here. I will see you next Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. If you're into like influencers slash reality TV pulp culture stuff, I do have a new podcast out now. It's called Expresso Chats, and that's every Friday. If you want to check it out, If not, no big deal. I really, really appreciate your support on this podcast. And I just really love doing these episodes. And I'm so, so thankful for you listening and having me in your ear. So thanks again for listening and bye for now.